Good evening and welcome. It's Sunday night. It's time for Sunday Night Leftovers. And as you noticed in the title, I said leftovers and rightovers because we are on the right, not on the left generally. It's JV here along with Britt. Man, you know, we what, point. what did we talk for three hours last night? We just decided just to jump online and, and start streaming a conversation that we had, were having and went for three hours. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was, a, it was three hours, 12 minutes or something like that. It was insane. <laughs> well, what, I didn't even realize it. What's even more insane is that people actually stayed with us that whole time, commented, and, and remained interested in what we were talking about. And we, we talked about everything from politics to, uh, I think we, we talked about my, uh, my, my ideas for inventions, and we talked about... Your, yeah. you know, your prom date. I mean, that was a nasty story, by the way. Uh, we, we covered it all. <laughs> my we, prom date. Well, you talked about a prom somewhere along the way, didn't you? Uh, my daughter went to prom oh, last night. Okay. <laughs> it was my daughter's prom date. We talked uh, about my gas from that's the uh, 25 right. year shelf food. That's that right. was you thought was gross. It was that was a disgusting conversation. I, I knew something about the night was disgusting. Hey. That must have been it. It, but it's subsided. I haven't had any problems today. So I, I guess it's, a, you know, when you eat the, the freeze-dried food, it's mm -hmm. a three-day load-up. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we need to do an experiment. Out. You said you had uh, you had the mashed potatoes and what what else was it? Mashed potatoes and something else. It was mashed potatoes. It was the freeze-dried mashed potatoes and then the rice. The, the freeze-dried <laughs> rice they have. So next time you need to yeah. have, like, the macaroni and cheese and the, oh. I don't know, the broccoli. And let's see how that works on you. All right. All right. Oh, uh, thank you, Scooter. Sir Gasalot is my new name. <laughs> yeah. Pope Sir Gasalot. Pope Sir Gasalot. Let me tell you, it was pretty bad. It was. Uh, I was even like, damn, that's that's really quality. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was it was bad enough that we talked about it last night. We probably shouldn't have started talking about it again tonight. Anyway, welcome to everybody. Great to see so many of you already in the chat room. We've got a nice crowd forming here as we get ready to kind of wrap up the week that was a look ahead to the week before us and talk a little bit about anything that comes to mind. I have a few news stories that I want to touch on, but beyond that, we're just going to, we're going to just kind of wing it as we do on Sunday night, because it's our opportunity to just get things off our chest. It just so happens we had a, that same opportunity last night. So it's a double shot of Brit and I getting yeah. things off of our chest. I'm not going to lie. I've been struggling all day. I have been, um, I had to get up extra early today to help my son with a project. And uh, I think I had like three hours sleep, maybe four. So if my eyes look a little glassy, that's why. I'm, I've just been having, I have not mm -hmm. been able to like get my biorhythms to gel today so that I feel right, you know, on, on top of my game. Just not happening for me today. You should get some, uh, you should get some gummy bears with, uh, you know, some, some gummies and take those at night. They'll knock you right out. Yeah. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. I mean, you won't get the red eye. It's not eyes. that I didn't go to sleep. I went to sleep, but I had to get up early. So so if I get knocked out by that stuff, is it going to make it easier for me to get up three hours later? Probably not. Um, Maybe. I you don't, don't know. care. You you know, that's high. not important. You just, yeah. want, you just yeah. want me high is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I know uh, what your hair does when you get drunk. It stands up. I'm curious what it does when you're high. <laughs> I'm curious what it does, Which too. Which you've probably never done in your life. Um, no comment. I am going to pick up my motorcycle next week sometime, though. I'll tell you that. So my my motorcycle okay. life can start for the summer. I'm looking forward to that. Where's your motor? Where's your motorcycle? Winter at? storage. I, you know, I take it to a guy who winterizes it, stores it, and then when uh, you know springtime, he cleans it up, 
does the oil change just all the maintenance that has to be done gets it all ready for me and i pick it up and i'm on my way so does that mean you'll be missing some shows no that's not what that means that just means i'm picking up my motorcycle Oh, well, you said summertime's coming. You're going to be out on the, on no, the road. No, that's not quite like, what I uh, said. I said, it, well, maybe, I don't know. Whatever I said, I meant that I'll have it here, you know, I'll have my motorcycle here and I'll be able to get out and ride a little bit. Today would have been a gorgeous day is for it, riding. Is it a chopper with an American tank, American flag tank? That's it's sparkly? not. It's a Harley. It's a street glide, uh, but it's it's not a chopper. You know, it's, you know, it's got a full okay. fairing and sound system and, oh, okay. you know, GPS oh, in there so and stuff. Like, it's like a Cadillac. Yeah, a little bit of a Cadillac, yeah. It's still fun. Um, okay, so I want to talk about something that one of these news stories that I found today. The, uh, th- there's a, there was an article that talks about the six worst cities in the United States and how they're entirely run by de- Democrats. What do you think that list of cities mm. is? And I'm going to ask Chat the same thing. What do you think the list of cities is that would fall into the top six failing cities run entirely by Democrats? Hmm. Would Detroit be on that list? Okay, I'm just going to make your list. So your list is Detroit. New York. New York. Uh, Frisco. Frisco, yeah. Wait, who who put the list together? Was it conservatives or liberals? Conservatives. Conservative. <laughs> this is a this was an article on Conservative News Daily. Okay. Yeah, Detroit, uh, probably Chicago's in there, I Chicago. would think. Chicago? Mm-hmm. What else? Um... L.A. maybe. L.A. You got one more. Portland. Portland. Okay. I'm going to give Chad a minute to respond to that. Uh, they already started to. Okay. So we got Chicago and Chad. Yes. We've got Detroit, Baltimore. Massachusetts is might be in there, but it's not a city. Uh, Portland, Chicago, Philadelphia, St. Louis. Yeah, those are all. I mean, they're, wow, they're you know, you know, the thing is, there's probably more like 25 <laughs> horribly run cities that are entirely controlled <laughs> yeah. by Democrats. Seattle, yeah, man, yeah, there's a lot of them there. Okay, well, I'm going to start going through the list now. Again, just to remind everybody, Brit's list: Detroit, New York, San Francisco, Chicago, L.A., and Portland. Uh, the first oh, one. KJ's in there. Oh, hey, KJ. Portland, Chicago, SF, New York, and LA. Portland, Chicago, San Francisco, New York, and Los Angeles. See if you can come up with one more, KJ, because you've got, you've almost got them nailed. Um, All right. So, again, Brits list Detroit, New York, San Francisco, Chicago, LA, and Portland. The first one on the list, number six on the list, is Portland, Oregon. And uh, they're talking about there has not been a Republican governor of the state of Oregon since the 70s. And, uh, Equally, there has not been a Republican mayor of the city of Portland um, nearly for the same amount of time. And we all know what's been going on in Portland over the course of the last nine, ten months or so. And I think... Uh, utopia. I the think, leftist yeah, utopia yeah. has been going on. Yeah. And, and they've been surveying people. People are now saying they're afraid to go to downtown Portland. They, they say it's a hellhole. They won't go down there. I mean, how could a mayor of a city like that Allow that to happen when the residents of your city are saying we won't go into the city because it is a hellhole and it is and we're afraid for our safety. I mean, that is how can you run a city that way? Yeah, that's uh that is um wow. I mean, think about I mean, yeah, what a 
And, and, and But they don't even realize it. They, they just, oh, we're fine. We're fine. Same policies. Give more money away. We just, we just, JV, we just need more tax money. Give us more tax money and we will fix this problem. Yeah. Because I did not have sexual relations with that woman. All right. I so that, I don't know why I would declare, but it was very nice. Uh, so number six, so KJ added Minneapolis to his list. All right. So number uh, five on the list, Portland was number six. Number five is the Big Apple, New York City. Do you realize? Yeah, that, that's, that's that, just recently, too. That de Blasio, along with an overwhelmingly Democrat city council, has blown out government spending with handouts to anyone he can think of, including illegal immigrants. He's demonized the police. Crime is once again, once again its way on uh, to pre-Rudy Giuliani levels because Giuliani cleaned up that city. This That city was yes. a mess in the 1970s after uh, Mayor Beam, Ed Koch, and David Dinkins. Do you remember those guys? Man, brutal days. And they destroyed that city. And uh, this and uh, Giuliani came in and cleaned the place up, and it was actually thriving. He got rid of, you know, the 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 seedy areas of Times Square, which was all prostitution and peep shows, and he made it an actual tourist mecca. He uh, got crime under control. Uh, he cleaned it up. The city was much cleaner. It was safe, and people enjoyed it. And now it's it's just crumbling back into the pre-Giuliani days under the leadership of De Blasio. Have you watched that what guy? That, what is that thing? Oh, just, every time I watch him, I, I just want to—I want to kick him in the kneecaps. Did you see the thing he did recently, where, the, where they're now offering people uh, what's a Shake Shack burger if you get your if you get the COVID shot? Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with these people? I mean, it's one I mean, thing. I mean, think, but think about that on a serious level. They're they're going to encourage people. Don't go to your doctor. Don't have a conversation with your doctor about whether you should get it or not. We're going to give you some hamburgers and Shake Shack fries if you get this shot of stuff that you have no idea about. And we also don't know your medical history, but we're going to give it to you anyways because I, why? why? Why is it so important? Why? Why are they going to the level? I mean, they would never do that with any other medicine, right. any other medicine. Right. This would be illegal. You can't do this. Right. This fire. I, I don't understand, and, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what five and ten years brings down the road Yeah, with the people that took it that shouldn't have taken it because they have known allergies or known issues with their body that their, their doctors said, oh, you can't do that because you're taking this medicine for your diabetes, or you can't take that because you're taking that medicine for your heartburn or your yeah. you know high blood pressure. Or, and they're giving away, I mean, they, literally, they were having a freaking conversation at the CDC about how to get more people to take it. They were talking about going to bars. We talked about this the other night. Yep. Going to bars and, and while people were drunk and talking <laughs> them in, talk, buying them beer, buying them a beer if they get the shot. It's crazy. They literally had that conversation. And Mary, that Mary, that's a great point, but they can't have a 16-ounce soda because uh, that's just too high in calories. Remember when uh, Bloomberg banned sodas? Oh. I don't think that, that ban is still troll. in effect. I think that was found to be unconstitutional, and it should have been if it wasn't. Um, I have yeah. a question, Mary, because I, I haven't seen your name in the chat room before, and Britt and I were talking about this before the show. Last night, we had a, a, a nice jump in our subscribers. We had a bunch of people tune in that had not been part of the program before, and we were trying to figure out where people are, are hearing about the show where they haven't heard about it before. And Mary, if, if in fact you are somebody who's new to the show, I'd love to know how you heard about it and joined us for the first time. That would be really helpful information. Um, 
So I mean, actually, that would be that would be interesting. If there's any newbies that yeah. are in chat right now that that you've joined in the last couple three episodes, I guess. How did you hear about us? Right. I mean, we know most of people followed us over from the paranormal side, but that's um, right. But yeah, there's a lot of new names popping up. We're just, we're just interested because because YouTube does throttle the hell out of us. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious. We're we're both very curious about that. All right. So number four on our list. Oh, by the way, I just want to go back to the de Blasio thing. So he, they're offering the yeah. Shake Shack burger and fries, and he does this PSA about it where he's sitting in his mayoral desk, whatever that thing he gives the news conferences from, and he's shoving this burger in his mouth going, mm, vaccinations, mm, vaccinations, with his mouth full of burger. I, the whole thing was just bizarre. Yeah, they're, they're weird people. I don't understand. Do, 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 does, do they not have – does he not have someone on his staff to go – Oh, Mr. Mayor, you probably don't want to do that. That's not going to look how you think it's going to look. You know, do they do they have so or 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 are they so narcissistic and so egotistical that they know best and everybody around them is, yeah, Mr. Mayor, that's a great idea. Shove that burger in your mouth and start talking. You're going to look great because we can't tell you what really is going on because you'll fire us because yeah. you're an asswipe. Right. Well, I think they're all. I think uh, it's pretty well known. They're. They're all uh, smoking a lot of marijuana there in that mayor's office, so they could just be high, and that burger looked damn good at the time it was presented to him to do the ad. Um, Mary said that she's new new to this program. She found out from the show from Beyond Reality, and she's been binging this show as a as a podcast. Well, thank you for joining us, Mary. We appreciate you making oh, awesome. the trip over from Beyond Reality. That we really do, and most most of the people in the chat room have done the same thing. So thank you to all of you for and doing we also that. And we also thank you from coming from the podcast to the YouTube channel and subscribing because that's what we need. We need subscribers on YouTube. So if anybody's listening to us on the podcast and you you know you do have a YouTube account, please subscribe. You don't have to watch us over here uh, on YouTube, but and you, you keep podcasting. But the subscriptions help a lot, so that we can then do more shows and have more content and have. Because then I don't have to swing a hammer the rest of my life. <laughs> and Britt's arm is getting really tired. He swings the hammer a lot. Yeah. Uh, number yes. four, Britt. So let me see. Let's see. So far, you you got Portland and you got New York. All right. Nice job so far. Okay. Um, so number four is San Francisco, California. Oh, that place is so bad. Did you know so bad. that San Francisco hands out needles for its drugs, drug addicts? It has mm -hmm. an app that tracks human feces that is found in taxpayer-funded streets. Uh, it has the largest wealth gap in the country. It has super high yeah, taxes, yeah. and it has the uh, the distinction of having Willie Brown, Diane Feinstein, Gavin Newsom, and now London Breed as mayors of that city. And all of them, I mean, Willie Brown was a San Francisco uh, institution, and didn't he become the Speaker of the California House, Britt? Yes. Yeah. So, and he's also the one that slept with Cam, uh, Kamala Harris. Slept that's with right. Him. That's exactly right. He was he's uh, been known he's as a bit married. of a king kingmaker. Um, Diane Feinstein, yeah. obviously on and still in a sitting uh, a U.S. senator from California. Gavin Newsom, the current governor of California, who is about to experience a recall vote. Uh, so it, these politicians who come in destroy San Francisco. They still seem to move on in California politics. That tells you how completely liberal and brainwashed Californians are. And Nancy Pelosi's her district's up in that area. That's right. So, and Nancy Pelosi, uh, or actually Gavin uh, Newsom's Nancy Pelosi's nephew, they're related. Uh, Gavin Newsom and Nancy Pelosi, they're related. Uh, it's all in the family. Um, also, some questions have rolled in through chat. So, Steph, yes, 
Uh, I know of Ted Nugent. I have not watched his YouTube show, but I know him. I know he's he's crazy cool uh, in a crazy way. And uh, Rinchy said um, she's um, she, uh, Rinchy just said she's unsubscribed just to be different. So I think she needs to be disciplined. <laughs> um, and then there was one other one in there, and I can't remember where it was at. But anyway, I want to answer those. Okay. Um, oh, the video. No, no, Steph. I have not watched the video yet. Uh, Jim made me stay up too late last night. The um, be JV maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, the thing about all these cities we're talking about the problems don't get better they just get worse the more the liberals control the city or in the in the case of a state it the problems just get worse they multiply and it's because those policies don't work number uh let's see anything okay so number three cities so so far Britt you had you've had New York Portland and you had San Francisco so so far three for three. Next one, Los Angeles, California. So mm -hmm. Los Angeles, well, California has the distinction of having two. Is San Francisco the third, second or third largest city in California? Uh, Los Angeles is the biggest. You know, it, might be, it might be San Jose. It's pretty sprawling, but it could be Frisco. I don't know. Either way. Hey, two, Chad, help us out. Who? Chad, help us out. Yeah, two of the largest cities in California both make the list. Uh, an article in Forbes magazine in January detailed a study conducted by a, pro, a group called um, Augurisk Now, which assessed the 10 most dangerous neighborhoods in America. The 10 most dangerous neighborhoods in America. Three of those 10 were in San Francisco, but four of those 10 are in Los Angeles, including and the, I the top three. Which I work in That's on crazy. a regular basis. So seven Literally. of seven of the ten most dangerous neighborhoods in the country are in California. Yeah. Wow. And let me tell you, it's bad. I mean, they they are. Uh, you know, it's interesting because because L.A. is a little more spread out. So like we see a lot of videos of crime happening in New York, but it's because it's so densely populated and there's cameras everywhere because it's so densely populated. Uh, what you see in New York actually happens in LA more, but because we're so spread out and a lot of the crime happens out in the suburbs and, uh, out in the hall at the housing tracks where there's not cameras, but, uh, yeah, I've been, I've, I've been working and bang, bang, bang down the street. And, you know, I look down the sidewalk, there's wow. a dude laying on the ground. That's I mean, crazy. And what do you imagine. do? You just go back to work. I mean, it just is what it is. Since 1961, Los Angeles has had only one non-Democrat mayor. And that was a liberal Republican named Richard Reardon. And the city council has been dom not dominated by Democrats for decades. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it's anybody, San Diego. can, can an, an objective person who just looks at this stuff, can a person who, you know, just looks at the facts like this, and you don't have to look very far, recognize how these Democrat policies are destroying the communities that they're governing, whether it's a city or a state or a county or a, or the nation, as we're seeing right now. Why is it so difficult for people to make that connection? I don't get it. So let's see. I don't get it either. You've had New York, Frisco, L.A., and Portland. Four for four, Brit. Four for four. Number Score. Number two. This one is not on your list, Brit. I think it was on. I think it was on KJ's though, but it's Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, Baltimore's pretty bad. Yep. Um, do you realize in 1950, the population of Baltimore was 950,000? Today, it's below 600,000. 
specifically because of what a shithole it is. Yeah. All the businesses left. Businesses left. Is residents it, left. Wasn't it Baltimore where they where the city was still kind of spread out and they didn't have the money to provide the services, the cops, the water. So they actually moved people in tighter. Oh, like I all don't know. The poor that were kind of, yeah, they kind of pulled them in tighter because huh. they couldn't, they didn't want to pay for the pipes to go out. They didn't want, the cops couldn't go out because it was, so they, they sucked them in tighter. I think it was Baltimore that did that. It could have been Detroit, but I think it was Baltimore. Interesting. I, I, I don't know of that, but uh, that certainly sounds like an interesting experiment to follow. Um, Here's some stats about the city of Baltimore, which may explain why it is such a shithole. Since 2015, the city of Baltimore has recorded the five highest murder rates in its history. Beginning in 2015 and ending with 2020, the murder rate has been, this is per, um, I think it's per 1,000 residences, I think, I think how they did it. Let's see here. Yeah, no, per 100,000. So these are the numbers per 100,000. Keep in mind, the national average per 100,000 is five. Five murders per 100,000 people in the population. In Baltimore, since 2015, it has been not five, but 55.4, 51.4, 57.8, 50.5, and 58.6. 12 times the national average murders in Baltimore. Well, you know, someone has to be on the high side of the average. Might as well be them. <laughs> yeah. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Wow. Do you, I, do you I, I, I was going to say, do you uh, remember the, the, the congressional candidate that ran this last time who had those super ads? Uh, Kim, uh, is it, was Kim, it Klasik? Klasik? Yeah. I've reached out to her to try and get her on the show. Oh, that'd be terrific. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was, yet. she, her, her approach. I mean, she didn't, because, you know, I think, I think, uh, uh, Biden voters totaled 70% of all votes there. So it's, no Republicans going to have a chance. However, her ad campaign and her approach was really, really effective and unique and novel. And, and I thought she was a great candidate. I mean, what little I saw of her in the media, I thought she was terrific. Yeah, I've seen her a few times uh, on long form uh, podcasting. Um, she's done the Tim Pool show uh, once. I learned a lot about her. She is really sharp, and she is she's going to go somewhere, some way, somehow. She's uh, she's on it, and she is all about kicking them in the teeth about the sh how they destroyed her her home because that's where she grew up. Yeah, yeah. Well, you she's going to have to get out of there if she wants to get elected to anything, though. That's the problem. Um, unless she goes for statewide office, she might. You know, what uh, Maryland right now has a Republican governor, don't they? I don't know. It's not. A, it's a very liberal Republican governor, if I remember correctly. But I think it might be a Republican. Probably right. I'm not sure. All right. So, so number one. So that one was not on your list, Britt. Um, but the number one no. city on this list is Chicago, Illinois, the windy city, which was yeah. definitely on your list, Britt. It's been over yeah. ninety years since the last non-Democrat mayor of Chicago. Ninety years. Yeah, that's where and that's where Obama comes from, and Rob Emanuel, and I mean the whole Chicago political machine is notorious for being dirty and corrupt, and you know dead people voting, you yeah. know dead people voting. What, you know, what's what's the saying in there? Vote, vote, vote early, vote often. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Vote early, vote often. <laughs> it is. Welcome um, to Chicago politics. And here's the other thing about uh, the 90 years of of Democrat mayors. Every Democrat mayor has enjoyed a Democrat majority city council too, so they haven't even ever been challenged by the legislative branch uh, of the city government there uh, this, this is what needs to happen like the like the clay six and the, any other just run as a republican 
just go in and primary and run as a Republican. Just, just you mean take Democrat? your platform. I'm not, I'm you mean Democrat? Yeah, run as a Democrat. Take your Republican platform, what's in your mind because you're more conservative, and just go run as a Democrat. Just run as a Democrat. It's the only way you're going to get elected. And it is what it is. Get in the primary. Yeah. Because I'm telling yeah. you, plastic Plastics platform was amazing and would be amazingly good for the people of That's right. Detroit. Yeah, she's right. from Detroit, right? From Detroit. No, 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 no. But Baltimore, because they had Baltimore, Baltimore. 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 But because she had the R next to her name, instant shutdown. But if she would have went in in the primary, and although if I remember correctly, she she started late after the primaries, but that's what she should have done. She should have gone in the primaries with that platform, and she would have gotten the. I, I believe she would have gotten elected. But well, then the Democratic machine wouldn't give her money. But whatever, that's the only way we're going to do it. Yeah, we got to we got to we got to break into the Democratic in, Party in and places, then run in there, right in places like that for sure. Um, yeah. Just a couple of numbers about Chicago. Police arrests in Chicago are down 53%. Homicides are up 65%. The out-of-control murder rate has 774 murders in the city in the year 2020. We're already on track to beat that this year. And right now, when not just from safety, but also fiscally, currently each resident of Chicago is on the hook for $126,600 in city debt. That's not the national debt. That's debt that the city of Chicago has borrowed, money they've spent that they don't have. Also, they the, every resident of Chicago has $52,000 in debt for the state of Illinois because the state of Illinois is deficit spending. It doesn't include the Chicago Housing Authority, which is also deficit spending, Chicago School Districts, which are also deficit spending, or the Chicago Park District, which is also deficit spending. And, of course, it doesn't include the federal government, which is beyond deficit spending. So these are the, that's the top six. Britt, you had, you had five of the six. You had Detroit in there. And I think the only reason Detroit didn't make it is because they've had a really good police chief for, uh, yeah. for quite some time who has kept that city together. <clears throat> Yeah, and he's uh, running for mayor or for governor. I think he's running for governor. He's now. running for as a mayor. Oh man, no, no. He's no, running no. for one of the offices. I think it's. I think it might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say. I want to say governor, but I think it might be mayor. I'm not sure. Someone will. Yeah. Someone will tell us in chat. Of course he will. Uh, Doug will come up with it because Doug knows everything. Scooter um, is the man. Scooter is the man. Yeah. But now we have two Dugs in chat. We have a Doug, and they're both Doug S's. So we have oh, a Doug yeah. Scooter and a Doug Stack. Well, don't call him Doug Scooter. Just call him Scooter, and then we'll call the other guy Doug. So Doug Stack is Doug. Doug Scooter is Scooter. Scooter. And do we know who Doug Stack is? Is he new? Doug Stack's the guy that stares at you funny, and you don't like his eyeballs. Oh, well, he changed it, so I don't know it's him. He changed the picture, but the name's the same. <laughs> yeah, but I, know him as, I, but I know him as Creepy Eyes. <laughs> okay. I swear, I swear, yeah. Britt wakes Britt wakes up. It's like Groundhog's Day for Britt every day. It's yep. like starts, starts over, it doesn't remember hey, what got, happened the day before. I got a lot of shit going on up here, uh, and I've never been good with names. I'm good with faces, yeah, not names, but uh, you know, whatever. Um. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 but still, Detroit still is still yeah, still, yeah no, And again, it, Detroit's a tough place. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. I, I just don't understand. How people of this country, because we are a semi-educated country, 
don't look at their politicians and realize that all one party rule is bad. I mean, I get it. You've been Democrat all your life, but shit's screwed up. You're still in the same Section 8 hellhole. There's still drive-by shootings. There's still children being killed. There's still, you know, maybe, maybe, hey, maybe vote, vote Democrat for governor, but vote Republican for the House legislatures. Why don't you try and split it up a little bit so, so you get some different ideas and then, and then, but you still kind of have the backstop of a liberal governor to make you feel better. But if they want to get some stuff done, it might it might start improving some stuff. But no, pulling a straight D ticket, I, I don't get. But you know what? I truly after after this last election in 2020, I have no confidence in any of the elections. I think they're all a scam. And the Democrats have been doing this for a long time. They just they mastered it in the inner cities. And that's why no Republican can even make even make a, a, a headway at all. Uh, any headway at all. Or See, this headway. is, this is I, what it, I, I don't understand. And I know, again, I agree with you that, you know, there's still a lot of shit that needs to be explained from the last election. Absolutely. I am on board with that idea. Um, but as I keep pointing out to you, Britt, we have 50 Republican senators in the Senate. There are only 48 I'm, I'm, Democrat senators in the Senate. Right, we I'm, have two. I'm, what is it? 208, 209 Republicans in the House of Representatives. 210, I'm something not, like that. something, yeah. somewhere that. It's like only a four chair difference. It's like a four or five chair difference. So, yeah. in, so it's not, you know, the, the way you, you describe it, it sounds like they, you know, they, the, the, the Democrats are stealing and running, running away with everything, but they're not, they're not. It's almost dead even all the way right up to the presidency. The Republicans control a majority of the state legislators in the country, a majority of them. Yeah, but I'm talking about I'm talking about the inner cities that have been Democrat for uh, hundred well, years. Cities, it's like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about because at, at the presidential level, it's hard to steal enough votes. It really is. I mean, Florida was really a fluke with how close that was in uh, 2000. But but when you get down to these more local races, mayors and city councils and you know uh, school boards and whatnot, I mean, just you know, 17 votes can change an yeah, election. That's true. And you know, so I. I, I just think you get in. I mean, sh you get into Chicago, which is notorious for corrupt, dead voting, multiple voting. I mean, yeah, no, it's there's, true. there's songs about it. Yep, that <laughs> there are there are so, a lot of songs. About there are songs about it. Um, so I, I look at all this stuff, and it's like there's no way. I just don't buy it that the people keep voting for the same shit over and over again, because when you see a classic, a classic, come out of that 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 issue and she's talking the way she's talking and then more people get around her and you watch her Twitter feed and there's people that are living there they're going I didn't vote for that it makes me wonder because yeah but but during the Obama during the Obama election there were some wards in Chicago that went 100% of the vote went to Obama and the Democrats not one single vote for a Republican that was that's there you can look up the data and see it that is that is mathematically impossible there's got to at least be one vote right it can't be zero. Right. And there were multiple wars that were like that. Right. That's funny business going on. What I think it is. Well, I, let me let me say I don't, I don't know what I think it is, but what what it, what what is a possibility in my list of possibilities is that, you know, I know a lot of re relatively. Smart, educated people who, who if I ask them who and maybe this year is an anomaly just because of how intense it's been but if if i had asked them who the who the secretary of state is they couldn't tell you or if i ask them who the uh, the um speaker of the house is they can't tell you or if i say is in some cases who's the vice president they can't tell you 
it's amazing to me how there are so many people and it's by some it's just by ignorance some it's by design because they just don't want to deal with the nastiness that comes with politics is they just don't engage at all and you take that into an inner city and i bet you those folks that are worried about whether or not they're going to get shot when they walk out the door in the morning by a drive-by shooting, those people have very little concern about politics. They don't. I'm sure they're not reading the newspaper, watching you know the news channels. I'm sure that they're just concerned with putting food on their tables and making it to and from wherever they have to go safely. So someone is manipulating those people, and that's the question. Who is manipulating those folks? Who's either voting for them <laughs> or yeah. having them vote a certain way for either some kind of favor or just intimidation. Who knows? Who knows what the reason is, but that's kind of what I'm smoking a 40. Right. Well, there's that. I mean, and, and, and there is video of not 2016, but the, the Obama's uh, middle uh, second term election, but there are videos of vans pulling up with homeless people. They go in and vote. As they come back to the van, they're getting handed a pack of cigarettes and a brown paper bag probably had a 40 in it, which is why I say that. But it's on video. It happened. I mean, it's documented. It right, happens. Right. And it's, again, vote early, vote often. Um, it would be, like I said, it would be really interesting if we could actually have a legitimate, fair election, one person, one vote, as to what the actual outcome would actually be. You know, in France, none of their voting is electronic. You show up to the poll. You show your ID. They give you the piece of paper. You go and you put an X by it. You drop it in a box. And you leave. And at the polling place, when that box is full, it goes to a committee. They open it up and they separate the stacks of stuff. And then they count them. All paper. Yeah. All done in view of everybody. Why can't we do that here? Why do we have, I have to, be to tell you? Why? I have to tell you, I, I have been against, and, and again, I was a county legislator when we were, and in fact, I was vice chairman of the board of the county representatives. And we were in the process of buying new voting machines. This was as a result of the 2000 election. And and I think even uh, uh, Mitch McConnell has been bragging about the legislation that was bipartisan that was passed after that to update our voting systems. And they kept talking about how great it is to have these computerized voting systems. And I kept thinking, that's the worst idea ever. You can manipulate the, that data so freaking easily. You can't manipulate as easily somebody marking a, a paper ballot with a signature or ID, all these checks and balances, and that ballot is secured. You can't manipulate that nearly as easily. And as was it KJ the point? Somebody pointed it out in one of our other shows. Maybe you did, Britt. Um, if someone was to go in and manipulate it, manipulate votes, the effort it would take to manipulate a hundred thousand paper ballots versus going in and yep. with software and just changing them all instantly. I mean, it's. Yeah, that, I think that was KJ that said that. Was it KJ? Yeah, but, I mean, that's. Yeah, but a, I agree with that. It's an amazing point. So when I actually, I, I've been in, involved in local politics for a lot of years. I'm not so much anymore since I left office. But, um, you know, I would be one of those guys that would go to the polling place and sit there and wait for that the polling place to close. Then what they would do is they they'd open up the machine. There was we talked about these voting machines with Vince, and I disagree with Vince on this point. Um, these were lever machines and you go in the booth, you close the curtain, you push the levers. And when you open the curtain, your vote registers and everything clears. So that lever that you open the curtain with is what registers your vote and it clears the machine. So someone can't come in after you and change it or whatever. So, um, I would sit there at the end of the night, they would open the machine up and the way it worked was 
the machine at the end of the night when it was done, they pulled some kind of lever or something and it would print the numbers on a giant piece of paper. So whatever, like what, you know, lever one forever, whatever candidate that was for, you know, every time someone pushed that lever and registered the vote, it would, it would count it and would tick it up, you know, and, and that, that was, a, there was a mechanical thing behind it that was counting it. And then when the night was over, it would print all of those numbers on a gigantic piece of paper and we would all get to look at them. And we would all get to verify them. And I, I was the Republican observer and there was a Democrat observer. And we would look at them and we would say, okay, it looks it looks like nothing's been tampered with. Everything's fine. And those numbers would be the numbers that were initially phoned into the county board of elections. And eventually the, the paper itself was transported there to illustrate, uh, you know, to, to back it up. But, you know, I don't see how that can be manipulated in, in a fraudulent way like these other systems can right. I just I don't I, I just don't understand why we have to overcomplicate it with machines and mechanics and d here's your paper here's your number two I mean Jesus if we can do a scantron test a scantron test in high school I mean your number two pencil fill in the bubble correctly that's, but the problem is Britt, Britt, that's it, the same problem that's the same exact problem someone still has to write the software that's going to scan those those number two pencil marks and that nope, scanning nope. no. If, I'm not saying you. I'm not used. To, I'm, I'm saying not use a Scantron thing. I'm, but here, here's your here's your index card. President Biden, President Trump, President uh, Libertarian. Da, da, da. Check it. Put the box in. And then it's, you're talking about manually, manu done. manually counting them. Yeah, manually counting. It'll, it'll take. Well, we won't know our president for a week probably because mm. we've got to count it manually. But at least, but at least we know that it'll be done right. Mm. At least we know because it, it'll be because it'll be it'll be a Republican observer a democratic observer uh, and a third party whoever the hell observer and it'll be two voter people will hold it up oh jv johnson on this card goes in jv johnson's oh satan goes in satan's pile why do i have you know, to run against it, satan what the hell why do i have to run i mean I, I i would probably kick his ass in an election but uh, why why do you have Say me running why do you have me running against satan <laughs> <laughs> of all people I mean, why, not? why would you have me running against satan <laughs> Jesus. A, you could have said anything. You could have said anything, yeah. but you chose me versus Satan oh, in this, well, this hypothetical I, I election. <laughs> I could have run you against uh, Pope Sir Lixalot, but um, <laughs> oh, that Pope, one, that one, I'm not sure. Who would, that yeah, one. that's what I'm not sure who would win that one. But, so. my, but my point is, my point is, we've gotten so spoiled. And we want those results that night because that's what the media was telling us. Because they want their ratings and the eyeballs, and it's a big hoopla and you know exit voting, polling, and all this. No, none of that. None of that. But Britt, Britt, I got to back There's you up. I got to back you up. Okay. It, it, I, I don't have as much knowledge about, you know, elections 20 years ago as I do about elections now. However, pre-computerized voting, we had systems in place that were ink and paper in some fashion. Now, ours, yeah. the, one, the one that we used here were lever machines that printed it on a piece of paper behind the machine at the end of the night, and they had the totals. Um but what you we don't, didn't have a ballot. Know. We didn't have a ballot that we filled out yeah. anywhere. This was, you know, we don't know. I mean, we have to. There is a bit of faith there, is that the person that went in the into the booth, you know, that their vote, vote, their vote was recorded accurately. We have to rely on the machines, but the machines were inspected by a Republican inspector and a Democrat inspector, and they were tested. You'd go in, you'd push the levers, and you'd print it and make sure that that came out the way you did it, and both parties would check it. So. And we still so and we so still had the our results, you know, the night of or the you know the morning after. In, in, in case of two thousand, that was quite a uh, that was uh, quite an anomaly there. When we went to bed thinking it was Gore, woke up, found out it was Bush. Um, 
But right. we didn't need but computers why do you, to do that. Why, why do you? Why do you? Why do you not necessarily think it's important to have a paper trail? I don't. I don't, that I don't disagree. I don't. I'm not against that. Yeah. No. No. I, I think that that's. I think that that's kind of important. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, what What I do know is that if you were to hand count these ballots, I just think that that's that's a process that also has uh, a lot of error involved and. Um, can but be how does it have error? I mean, you got human eyes I mean, counting how, ballots, numbers, humans you have, counting. It's a, but, there, it, that's the system of errors. Multiple. Any more, any more error proven than these fucking vote, uh, computer voting machines we I have? I didn't say it was any more or less. I'm just saying there's errors. But I'm saying there, and, there are ways that can be it can, that it still can be done, but in a mechanical way that allows us for more rapid tallies. Um, I, you know, all, all, this is all I'm yeah. saying. This is all I'm saying. The computerized system is the worst system, the worst, because whoever writes the software can always write a back door to that software where they can get in and manipulate. And they do. So, um, now, now I'm not completely against your mechanical thing. I just like, if it was a mechanical, like you said, and at the end of, but maybe it has like a scroll of paper in there. So when everybody does something, there's a, 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 of, so that you could go back and audit. Hey, we're going to check this machine. It said there was 42 right, votes. Let me, let me, let me, votes, let me add one more thing that I might have forgotten. And I don't remember how this works because I never really. Well, so every every voter that came in, going back to my days with the lever machines, every voter that came in, they would give them a number. So, okay, so number, you know, I, if I was coming through, I, uh, number 178. And then I, and I'd go up and I'd sign the book and it would, they'd put one num number 178 next to my name. I go in the booth, pull the levers. I'm pretty sure that that vote is counted as vote number 178. So there is a trail to that vote. But can they track your vote back to you? Like, so they would know who you voted for? Because I thought it was supposed to be all. That I'm not sure. Or... I'm not sure. You know, these yeah, machines, these machines haven't been used in a long time. 15 years. So um, I'm not but I, sure. But, now, but, but. but the absolute premise of trying to manipulate 100 individual ballots versus, uh, you know, just, you know, mouse, drag, drop, click, disappear, you know, change numbers in a computer is a completely different thing, which is why we have these stories, these sworn affidavit stories of mailbox truckloads of ballots coming out of New York headed to Pennsylvania. Um, yeah. I mean, we're and we're just finding out this Arizona thing that the, that the mainstream media is not even remotely talking about. Yeah. I mean, you can't find it anywhere. You I know, literally can't. You have to go look for it. It's unreal. It's, it's such a blackout. But but they but what they what just got figured out yesterday, um, and they're they're starting to are broke, whatever you want to call it, is that the company, red tag, red something, that printed in their printing shop the thirty-seven something million ballots that went out to various states was the same company in Arizona that was gathering up ballots and boxes and going off site. To do the the hyper scan, the fast scan, and then bringing them back and saying, "Here's your number." So the company that prints the ballots is also the one taking them off site with no oversight, and that's what they're pissed off about right now. The Republican overseer, the people that are doing, it, is that we're, there's no there's no there is no documented chain of custody and who was overseeing it. They just went off site and they came back with a fucking number. I'm sorry, I mean, why can't crazy. we ask those questions? That's just crazy not to have. Why can't we ask those questions? A chain of custody. And a secure chain of custody. I'm getting a weird audio fact, artifact every time I talk. I don't know if it's coming from your headphones or something. Um, I'm not hearing you. Yeah, it's it's an echo coming yeah. back to me from you. I'm not sure what's causing it. I hadn't heard it before. Uh, 
But anyway, um, I'll turn my volume down. I I'll, what I what I you know the fact that any any jurisdiction doesn't have a complete chain of custody, secure chain of custody for their ballots, regardless of how those ballots are handled. Uh, that's a baffles. That's beyond. That's that is so banana republic to me. That is so right. third world. Um. Yeah. So, but, but I, that's part of what what these these laws that are being passed by Georgia, by Florida, by Texas, they're trying to address things like this. Thank God. Yeah, I think, and I hope they get it through. And like I said, like we were talking last night, I hope to God in twenty twenty two at the local state level that we usher in a bunch of, you know, populist type conservatives that are going to address these shortfalls with our election system, um, because that's the only way that. It's the only way the country survives is if the people of the country have faith in the voting system. Otherwise, what's the point of all this? Yeah. There is no point. Yep. Uh, let's move on. I've got another article here I want to talk about. So right. so we know that uh, Dante Wright was the individual who was pulled over for, for a, I think, a, a, a out-of-date registration on his car. When the police pulled him over outside of Minneapolis, they recognized that he actually had warrants out for his arrest for some violent um, violent crimes, and I think one was a weapons possession crime. So they decided to arrest him, which they should have done. That was the right thing to do. And during the process of arresting him, he got out of the uh, the the control of the arresting officer, got back in the car, and at first tried to, and eventually drove off. But as he was trying to drive off, one of the officers said, "Stop! I'm gonna I'll tase you, taser, taser, taser." And then shot what she thought was, the, at least what she says she thought was the taser. And it was actually her service revolver and shot him and he ended up dying. Uh, I don't know the details of the death. He got, he, he wrecked the car. I don't know if, I don't know if the gunshot wound was the cause of death or the, you know, the, the wreck, the car wreck was the cause. I'm not sure. I don't know anybody answered, ever answered that. But either way, obviously a, a tragic situation. The officer that mistakenly shot her pistol instead of her Taser has been charged with, uh, I'm not sure if it's murder or, or manslaughter, but certainly a significant charge, second-degree manslaughter she's been charged with. And uh, she's going to face the consequences of that horrible mistake. She's been, um, you know, she's had to leave the force. I think she was fired off the police force for that mistake. And she, her life will be ruined because of it. So that price is going to be paid. However, the Brooklyn Center, which is the community in which this happened outside of Minneapolis, the Brooklyn Center Council has voted uh, during a vote yesterday, in fact, to pass police reform. It's a package that was spurred on by the fatal shooting of Dante Wright. In these list of reforms, listen to these things that they've done. This is a small, relatively small community as a suburb of Minneapolis. But they, there's an increase of oversight for the police department in these reforms. There's a prohibition of arrests for low-level offenses. There's the use of unarmed civilians to handle minor tra traffic violations. And there's a creation of a new city department to oversee public safety. So two of the things in there really bother me. One of one of them is, is the uh, prohibition of arrests for low-level offenses. This goes to the, uh, the broken windows thing. Right. This is what we're talking about with uh, how Giuliani cleaned up New York City. Basically, yep. you, 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 you know, you, you make the arrests or make the stops or whatever it is for the small crimes and you, you catch the big criminals that way. And, and you, you don't you don't let these things escalate. And, they, and they're talking about completely not even arresting people for low level crimes. I'm not sure what the threshold of low level crime is versus non low level crime. But if you commit a crime 
and there's a law in the books with a penalty, then you should be arrested for it. None of this garbage. Well, I, I think the, the threshold is if you're a lefty attag- uh, attacking a, a mega supporter, you can do anything you want and you're going to get let go. Um, if, you, if you're a Trump supporter, if you even look sideways at the sidewalk, you're done. <laughs> yeah. You're going to jail. Yeah. You know, um, and again, at the, another city that has the same elected officials over and over again, the people keep voting for the same people. And they're doing this stupid stuff. Who am I? Who am I to tell them not to do it? You know what? Let's have the great experiment. Get rid of your cops. Right. Right. Ban them. Get rid of. Let's see what happens. Well, wait, the thing Maybe. is, the thing is, Britt, you and I both know. I mean, that's why you're saying it. You and I both know yeah. how this will end. There's no maybe, you know, I, gray area here. This will end badly for everybody involved. Yeah, I am. I am of the mind that you know what? Just get rid of all the cops. Let everybody go back to the to the. Uh, sorry, my daughter's calling me. Uh, go back to uh, let's go back to the you know the the Wild West days because before we had police officers. I mean, you, you you carried a gun and you protected your family and you protected yourself. Let's just go back to that. Everybody arm up and, you know, we just handle our own shit. We don't need the police. Then that way we don't have the police enforcing stupid rules or being racist or, you know, just so the cities don't burn. We'll just, just go back to that. So I'm fine with m- that. Mob, ju- mob justice, vigilante justice. No, we'll, we'll form, no, no. We'll we form still, a posse. We, well, that'll we happen. Britt, that'll, that'll yeah. happen, though. That'll happen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what's happening uh, now on the other it, side. Is it any worse? Yeah, is it any worse what we got going on now? Brett, I'm not arguing with you. I'm I'm agreeing. I'm saying that, no, but that's what that's the consequence of this. That's no. what they're asking for. Yeah. So give it to them. The other thing but is also give them the ability give also give them the ability to protect themselves. That's the problem. They want to defund the police, but they also don't want you arming up. Now the rich, the rich, they could afford their their armed security. The politicians, the the state's going to pay for their armed security. But hey, you middle class worker in the uh, you know uh, down on the brown, what do they call them? Brown 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 stoops, the stoop, uh, uh, like in New York, the what do they call these apartments? Not apartments. Brownstones. Thank you. You and the brownstones, you don't get to have a firearm, and you also don't get to call the police because they're not around. Right. You know and. And then, and then what do you think happens with the private security? Because I'm out here in Hollywood, and I see what the private security does that the, the high rollers hire, like uh, like the A-list level. Those securities don't give two craps about your rights and the laws. If, if, if their client wants you gone, you will be gone. You will be removed. You'll be tossed out the window. You'll yeah. be, you will be gone. They don't care. Yep. So there are no rights. And the, and the, other, the, other thing, no, the, right, the other thing on this list that really bothers me is – Unarmed civilians to handle minor traffic violations. Now, let's look at this Dante Wright situation. That was a traffic violation. Now, one of the reasons, and again, we didn't get, we, we haven't gotten full reporting on this, and I don't know if we researched it, if we could find any real information. My first question is, did he die of the gunshot wound, or did he die of the car crash that that happened after he sped off? You know, he may have lost consciousness from from the gunshot wound and then crashed, and the and the crash killed him. I don't know. He certainly wasn't wearing a seatbelt. I can promise you that. Um, the second question I have is: Was there a weapon in the car? Because I bet, based on his criminal record, that there's a weapon in the car. And you can also bet that those police officers were smart enough, knowing that he had been arrested on, he was wanted on a warrant for weapons possession, that there was a high likelihood he had a weapon in that car. And once he got out of the uh, uh, control of the officer, what's to say he wasn't going to grab that weapon and use it? 
That's why yeah, he was. Uh, that's why the officer was going to tase him, and again, you know, use the wrong weapon and ended up um, shooting him. But that's, I mean, yeah, um, every bit of that was done the way it should have been done, with the exception of the mistake she made, and uh, justifiably. Imagine an unarmed officer handling that. Yeah, well, they're going to figure it out. I mean, all you got to do is pay attention to what's going on over in Europe in the EU with the Bobbies. I mean, they're getting slaughtered left and right over there. Um, and they're actually starting to arm them up. I mean, they're starting to have special uh, weapons divisions and whatnot. Um, but again, in America, we're a much different animal than the EU to look at um, because we were basically were born. We were the country was born with weapons. The only reason we are where we are today is because we had weapons. Um, but uh, but Dante, he was a it was a aggravated robbery with a firearm. Is what his warrant was for. It I think there was more. There was more. There was more than one. There was more than one warrant. Oh, yeah, no, thought, he has a rap sheet. Yeah, yeah, he um, has a rap sheet. Denise but, Denise pointed out uh, very justifiable, justifiably that uh, he had a bunch of TikTok videos. This guy Dante Wright with him and his and his gun and his drugs and mm -hmm. you know all on TikTok. So this guy was not you know just an innocent bystander. What's the common denominator with all these tragic shootings? What is the common denominator? Uh, BLM lies. Now, what's the common denominator with all the tragic shootings? They're, tra oh, uh, they're, they're thugs. They're they're either resisting arrest, they're trying to escape, they're turning and trying and pointing something at the police officer. The police officer has to make a split second decision. Uh, not one of these is a passive, cooperating uh, subject being taken into custody who just gets randomly shot. Not one of them is that scenario. Yeah, very rarely does that happen. It I don't think happened, it. But it's very well, I don't, none of the ones we're talking about yeah. in the last twelve months fits that description. Every That's one correct. of them, you have a you have a subject who is resisting arrest, who is fighting with police, who's trying to run away. And you have to remember something: the the idea that you just let him run away isn't necessarily a good one either, because those officers have to remember have to think about the fact this person running away could shoot a, a civilian, could hijack a car to get away, could in their effort to speed away in a car could cause a multi car accident and kill innocent civilians. Those are things these guys have to and girls have to think about as well every time they make a split second decision. So it's just it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And you know, but you won't hear any of this, but I really really want to know if they found a weapon in that car. I really want to know. I I think we could google that. Can someone in chat google did Dante Wright have a weapon in his car? Cuz I believe I believe there was a, a firearm in the passenger side floorboard, but we should check that cuz there was also you, a knife in the that? other one. You heard that? There was a Yeah, I I'm I, that there was I th I, th I have that memory in my head. Mm, interesting. Um, that there was a firearm in the floorboard, but you know, but, but but what I haven't heard is was he dead by the gunshot or dead because of blunt force trauma from the accident? Right. That would be interesting. Right. Um, but the officer did screw up, and she should. Oh be yeah, she made a, relieved of duty. A, I mean, that was a huge mistake. Absolutely, um, absolutely a huge mistake, and not one that's forgivable either. And she's been fired, and she's going to face criminal prosecution, and that's the right thing yeah. to do. That's the system working properly. You know, you yeah. can't take the accident back. You can't rewind the clock and take it back. It happened. So what? So we have a system in place that's designed to make sure that that person is held accountable for that mistake. Yeah. And she will be. She absolutely, I mean, yeah. and we, it's very clear what happened there. You know, we, we, in our country, we have the privilege to have the right to a court trial. We're the only country that we have a right to a speedy court trial. And we shouldn't fight the cops, take the arrest, 
And if, if it's a dirty, fight it in court. Because we, we as Americans, we have that right and we get our day in court. And uh, instead of fighting and then ending up dead like this and, and chaos happening, innocent people getting hurt. But, you know, again, they're the, you know, these, these kids, the, these people that it's happening to, if you look, if you, if you walk the mile in their footsteps, I mean, they're already dead in their head because they, they come from the, most, the most dangerous areas in our country for the most part. You know, they, they live in rough parts of town where life is, is not quite as, I don't know what the right word is, but I want to, I want to kind of compare it to the, to the, to the soldiers that go off into battle. Like you have to have that mentality that I, I'm probably already dead. Otherwise, how do you process it all? You know, yeah, yeah. that you're going to kick a door and where you, there could be a guy with a machine gun on the inside. I mean, right. so they just have a much different lifestyle than us they see death probably on a semi-regular in there especially the guys in chicago did you see it was what was it uh, 55 shootings this weekend in chicago yeah yeah it's like, just un unbelievable dead or something like that mm -hmm. five dead or something like that yep i mean there's a lot of death going around that they see on a regular basis so well they just what, have a different outlook and, and one life. more thing i just want to touch on this one one more point and then i want to move on with the conversation but the the fact that the democrats are out there saying the things they are about police officers the fact you've got protesters being hailed as heroes as they break into Target and CVS and GameStop and all these other retailers and loot in the name of justice and and no and the media won't condemn them for it but in fact praises them because as what somebody said rioting rioting is the is the when is the when your voice can't be heard or something what's there's a somebody said something about that you know one of one black lives matter Quote. Anyway, bottom line oh, is, oh yeah, no, the rioting was reparations. Is the voice of that, and is the voice of the unheard, or something like that? Right. Yeah. Looting is reparations. Rioting is the voice of the unheard. Right. So when when it's you've got when life. you've got that narrative, what do you think these guys are going to do when they when they get into a situation with the police? They are they view the police as evil, uh, as wrong, yep. as disrespected. All these things. They're not going to give them the respect that they deserve. And as KJ pointed out. Don't resist. Just do what you're told and you're going to be fine. These officers aren't just pulling out their guns willy-nilly and firing at people. That's not the way it happens. Mistakes are made. Things happen. But every one of those mistakes happens because of a volatile situation that has developed because the subject is either resisting, fighting, fleeing, or putting other people at, in, at risk. That's what's happening here. It's not the, you know, it's not... Bad policing, that's a problem. All right, I, I want to move on because um, if we haven't been banned already, yeah, well, if we haven't been banned already, we're on, we're on the verge <laughs> of being banned, I'm sure. So um, yeah. uh, make sure you follow us on Rumble yes, and Twitch. Yes, yes. Uh, Senator Lindsey Graham was on Justice, uh, the program Justice on the Fox News Channel, hosted by uh, Judge Jeanine Pirro. And uh, he talked about... Uh, President Joe Biden's response to the cyber attack that disabled the Colonial Pipeline and disrupted the gasoline supply in the so southeastern part of the country. And what he ends up saying here, I think, is pretty interesting. But he, the bottom line is he says that everything Biden has touched so far has turned, quote, to crap. Listen to what uh, Lindsey Graham says. Our game in terms of our laws, making cyber attacks like this cyber terrorism so that the people who did it could be uh, could get, you know, death penalty or life in jail, deterring people. I'm, I'm looking for Hamas to be deterred. They're not. I'm looking for Mexico and Central America to stop the onslaught on the border. Everything Biden is touching 
is going to crap. So the bottom line is there's a piling on effect all over the world because President right. Biden is showing weakness. There's a piling on effect going on all over the world because President Biden is showing weakness. Everything he's touched has turned to crap. What do you what do you think about what, yep. what Lindsey Graham just said there? Uh, I think it's 100 percent correct. Uh, but not only are our enemies taking advantage, now our allies are just starting to do what they need to do. I mean, under the Obama days and even the Trump days, um, Israel would be worried about what America is going to do if they, you know, steamroll Hamas or you know, whatever. So they always, were, but now it's like Biden is so weak. Hamas is emboldened. I just, I just read today that there's been like 3,700 rockets fired into uh, Israel from, uh, from um, the Golan Heights and uh, uh, Gaza Strip. 3,700 rockets. And they're actually, uh, the last round of rockets were a much bigger, more accurate rocket. It's a more advanced rocket they've gotten a hold of. And there was a direct hit, and it did blow. I think some people got killed. My point is, is that Hamas is emboldened. And in the past, like under Obama, Israel would want to go in, but uh, there would be Obama going, no, don't you dare. And they would listen. But now they're, they're not listening to Biden. They're just doing what they got to do because Biden is going, is going so far left and going so far down the crazy train road that Israel realizes that they are now on their own for the most part. And uh, even though Biden gave the mouth, the, ran the lips and said that we support Israel 100%, he also said we support Hamas so, I mean, or the Gaza Strip. And, and, he, won't, and he, won't dis, dis, he won't make the split between the people of the Gaza Strip and the Hamas uh, uh, terrorists or, or the Hamas rebels that are causing the fight, hiding in civilian uh, areas. And, uh, you know, like, the, did you see that the we blew, that Israel blew up Al Jazeera's and the yeah. AP offices? Yeah. Which mm -hmm. is what's all over the mainstream news. I heard it on NPR today. Oh, how dare Israel yep. blow up uh, the AP office? No mention the fact that Hamas had had uh, assets, uh, military assets in the basement and offices there. No mention of that. Yep, no of mention of the fact that Israel sent texts to the AP and to Al Jazeera's. You have one hour to get out. We're leveling that building. Yep. No mention of that. Just that it will show you that NPR is propaganda, yep. national propaganda radio that we pay for, yep. that we pay for. They need to be defunded. PBS needs to be defunded. We shouldn't be paying for any of it. They either need to survive on their own or go the fuck under. Yep. Because I'm done with their. I'm done with the propaganda. But you're gonna kill Sesame Street. You're gonna kill Big Bird. Remember that in '94. Uh, hey, Sesame Street. Yeah, Sesame Street's profitable. Sesame Street makes billions in royalties. Are you kidding me? They make billions and billions in royalty. What, are you being attacked? Well, I heard like dragging sound behind me. Is that a body being dragged behind you? Uh, I don't know. It's a little weird. <laughs> here's another, here, here's another clip uh, from Lindsey Graham on justice uh, with uh, Judge Jeanine. Well, look at the pipeline. I mean, my God. I mean, the, this pipeline is the single pipeline to the East Coast. They were able to knock it out. I'm very worried about our, the electric grid, our financial service systems, about trains, about chemical companies. You can do only so much prevention. We need to up our game when it comes to prevention. But you have to deter people. They have to be afraid to attack the United States. Is anybody afraid of Joe Biden? Is anybody being deterred by the policies of President Biden? The answer is no. This is a dangerous time in the world right now. I just want to ask what I hope would be people could give an honest answer because I try to be objective. And I know I'm not an objective person. My, my beliefs are very... Uh, right of center, and I know that everything I see is clouded by that. 
However, when you listen to Lindsey Graham talking there, can you name me one Democrat that talks with as much reason and sound information and, and clarity of purpose than, and I'm not just singling out Lindsey Graham, but most Republicans talk this way about these issues. Are any Democrats talking this way about the issues? Can you name one? Um, Chuck, yeah, Chuck Schumer's pretty good. Nancy Pelosi's, you know, he's right there behind Chuck Schumer. I mean, they're so middle of the road and fair. Uh, oh, okay, so now, that, all right, now I know you're being funny. Okay, thank God. <laughs> thank God you're being funny. You First, them, I thought you were you serious. Them, I'm like, like what the? F what? Uh, if, if you ask them, that's what they say. And if you ask anybody who doesn't pay attention to the news at the level that we do, or the people in chat, people listening to this on, you know, on the various platforms, if you if you ask the casual, low information citizen who just wants to go to work, they think that. Because that's what NPR and ABC News and CNN says that they are the they are the the fair-minded ones and the Lindsey Graham's of the world. Uh, although I have my problems with Lindsey Graham, I think he's just a whatever he, he says whatever he needs to do to stay in power. But that's me. Um, but uh, but they believe that because that's all they know. When when you go to NPR, ABC News, and CNN, read the LA Times, Washington Post, or the New York Times, and you get all the same left-wing gobbledygook propaganda. How can you blame them and not think anything else that Republicans are evil and Satan and the Democrats are the angels of mercy and, uh, you know, unicorns that shit sherbet ice cream? <laughs> propaganda works. <laughs> I don't care how much propaganda you give me. I'm not going to eat uh, sherbet ice cream that's been shit out of a unicorn's ass. Not happening. We're, hey, you, I, saw, I saw it in a video on YouTube. It's got to be real. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right. Final cut from Lindsey Graham here. This is what he was asked about uh, the squad, about AOC, Rashida Tlaib, other members of the squad, and how they are actively and openly supporting Hamas. Listen to what Graham says about that. They're siding with a terrorist organization over a democracy. Israel provides more actual intelligence to the United States to keep us safe than probably any single country in the world. Their democracy. Hamas is a terrorist organization under our law. The squad is with the terrorist. I am with the democracy called Israel. They do not represent the mainstream of the Democratic Party yet. I've never been more worried about where the Democratic Party is going regarding Israel than I am right now, but this makes my blood boil. How would you like to live in a country where 2,000 rockets come into your country hoping they'll land on uh, schools? That's, that's what Israel's facing. Again, you know, Lindsey Graham is direct to the point, and I don't know of a single Democrat that speaks with that much clarity, not one. I mean, you hear AOC talking about this garbage and, and blaming the U.S. for Israel's ra uh, racial attacks on Palestine. I mean, it's all such garbage. It's just garbage. Uh, I don't understand how those people get elected. And it really bothers me that anybody would vote for let Democrats, but especially these Democrats. Well, that's why, that's why I think, uh, I think that there's enough shenanigans that go on. It keeps them in power. It just does. I mean, I don't know if you, did you ever see the video of the guys collecting the ballots from the drop boxes in Georgia? The Dropbox got missed, and but but literally it was just two guys shoveling them into duffel bags, like ba baseball bat duffel bags, and there was like it was just it was they were setting them down and walking to the truck and coming back and walking to the truck with a bag. And it was just someone was filming the whole thing about how disorganized it was, and you know, and that box was in a Republican area. 
that conveniently got forgotten. And then they picked it up late and then they were so shoddy. So I think there's enough honest voting that goes on, but they make sure that there's enough contingency plan to make sure the people get in that they want the Schumers, the Pelosi's, the, the, the inner city stuff. And if they could do it in the entire country wide, they would, but they also, I think, I think, and I, now I'm really going down crazy train, um, that they also know if they slam the whole country to go to all Democrats, that that we wouldn't do it. Like like in the Matrix, when when uh, Agent Smith said, "We tried to have everything good, but you you humans just you got to have misery. So we got to have that strife. They were losing whole fields of humans, so they they had to put it in the strife. And maybe that maybe they know that, so we got to have this yin and yang fighting back and forth and. Um, what not? Maybe I, I don't. I just I just look at Lindsey Graham and 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 his type, and he's been there for for a long time. He's one of the establishment, and I just don't trust them right now. He's all up in arms because the Republicans are great when they're out of power. They sound amazing, and then they get in power and they put Paul Ryan as Speaker of the House. The hell was that all about? You know. So, so when you have power, you can't do shit. But when you're out of power, you sound all big and huffy and mean, and it's like, yeah, go get them. And then it's like, well, it's the the Republicans have always had that problem where they 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 are far better and more effective sounding anyway as a minority party because they don't have to actually do anything. And that is the problem with the establishment Republicans. But I'd much rather have a Lindsey Graham speaking for me than a AOC or a Rashida Tlaib or any of those. Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, any of those idiots, or even a Joe Biden for that matter. Um, I do, I, guess, I do, I just, uh, we can go back to this in a second here, but I want to point out a couple of things. We've got a comment here from JR. Of course, JR, one of our guest panelists, he says JFK, JFK was pretty good. Now, I don't know why he's telling me that. Did we have a conversation talking about JFK? I'm not sure. We were, talking about, we were just talking about Democrats in general. Oh, uh, okay. It's, it's, Reasonably sounding Democrats. Okay. Well, the um, the uh, you know Democrats of the JFK era are certainly not the Democrats of today. Now, I also leave this up on the screen because I've noted this before, and I think we need to point it out, Britt. But if you look at the picture behind Jr., I need to know why it looks like there's a penis um, on that picture behind him, and and if he has an explanation for that. Do you see that? Yeah, that that is that is the most phallic symbol looking <laughs> golf dog leg right um uh photo and, and and I wonder if he cropped it like that on purpose to make it look make it like, look like a penis, yeah. Well, you know, a lot of advertisers like a, uh, a lot of advertisers use use these subliminal, you know, sexual references in their ads to get more attention. Right. So he very well could have done that so he'd get a little more attention. I, I guess I have to ask the 18 does the 18 mean it's 18 inches long? Well, it's it's going to the hole. It says it's at the hole. So there's a lot of things in this that make me think this is intentional. I'm just wondering if chat, if if you guys were allured to uh, JR's uh, chat messages plus his presence on the show more because of this subtle sexual reference in his uh, in his picture. Just want to know if if it's had the intended effect. <laughs> Oh my God, poor Jr. You're gonna get him divorced <laughs> for the ninth time. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Oh God. Anyway, let's see. There what you got. go. Yeah, let's see what I said. Uh, so, uh, what else can we, we talk about? I got a couple more things. But I don't know if you, what you want to. I've been kind of controlling the, um, the subjects here. I have a quote that I ran across uh, the other day from Thomas Sowell, which is he just said this recently, which is pretty amazing. Ours may become the first civilization destroyed not by the power of our enemy, 
but by the ignorance of our own teachers and the dangerous nonsense they are teaching our children. Wow, so true. This man right here has spewed out so many, put out so many quotable quotes that are so poignant and to the point and so accurate in as few words as possible. Um, this is this, this man right here is a must read. Yep. I've read most books he's written. I've read some of them numerous times. He is an amazing human being uh, that came up in a really rough time, but yet he still became a huge success yep. and a mentor to a lot of political people who are white on the right side of the tracks and are not racist because they look up to a black man who is insanely intelligent. Yep. I, 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 I cannot, I, 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 anybody who calls me a racist, I wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire. Wow. Because this man um, right here is amazing. And if I was a racist, I wouldn't look up to him. No, but. he is absolutely amazing. And in fact, uh, we talked about last night setting up on our website, the uh, recommended reading list. And uh, I set that up on the website today. I haven't gotten the additions that we were talking about last night, but on that recommended reading list right now there's i think three thomas soul books that i put on there uh which are fantastic reads. And in fact if you can see behind me see the book right over my shoulder here friedman on the shelves no it's a thomas soul book yeah oh, all right. yeah and uh, and uh, uh perry is correct he started off as a marxist which is crazy if you look at at his arc of politics is he started off as a marxist yeah, he says and, he started uh, off as a Marxist until he started working for the government and realized how, how inefficient nope. and ineffective governments are and recognized that nope. the um, that the only way to make things happen is through a free market society. Uh, Denise, it's uh, independencegang.com, and when you go there, there's a, there's a menu, and you can find the recommended reading, and we'll, we'll be populating that with a bunch of the titles. Is it or indie? It's independencegang.com. Not, no, the. Right, no the independencegang.com. And there's a menu uh, in the upper right hand corner that uh, will we'll drop down and you'll see the recommended reading page. And we'll be adding to that as we as we progress here. But yeah, Thomas Sewell's amazing. Again, I've got I've got this book that I that I just got. I'm gonna be reading, and I've got another one behind me as well. Is is, is that his latest book or is that one of the older ones? It's one of the old ones, but it's a, it's a new edition of it. It's a, it's an updated edition. Okay. All right, cool. But uh, I've watched a yeah, bunch of his stuff on YouTube too, a bunch of uh, bunch of uh, interviews that he's done, and everything that comes out of that man's mouth is brilliant. It's unbelievable, and his quotes are fantastic. Yeah, amazing man. And so, I mean, and so is like Larry Elders, and uh, uh, you know who's fascinating to me is uh, Leo Torrell. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I'm not a big fan of Leo Torrell. <laughs> Yeah, but he is Actually, totally. I, I like him a lot. I, I think he's a great guy, and he's and as you're about to say, he's changed his politics 180 degrees. But yeah, it's insane. He, he's he's more of a he's he's kind of a, a cheerleader more than he is a thinker in my estimation. I mean, he doesn't come out with the quotes right, like Thomas Sowell does. He, he is he is the Al Sharpton of the right now. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it. Um, but I don't, I just, I'm just, fa I'm fascinated by his journey. If you've ever, I've seen him, I've, I've listened to him on a couple long format podcasts, um, where he talks about his journey from where he was to where he is. And it is a fascinating journey. Um, and he did not come up with the silver spoon and, you know, he came out of the inner city and it's, just, it's just an interesting, uh, 
if you ever have a chance to listen to him on some long form podcasts, uh, it's an interesting listen because his journey is interesting. He, he is definitely not Thomas Sowell deep, absolutely not. But not most of us are not. I mean, Thomas Sowell right. is a unique, right. a, a, a unique soul. You know, and I, I would also put Candace Owens in that same exact category. I like Candace Owens a lot. I think she's she's very articulate and she she's a great cheerleader for our side and the things we think. She defends people who are on the right and people who are conservative and she attacks this racism bullshit. Um, and a lot of people are saying they wanted to see her to run for VP or whatever. And maybe she'd do fine, but I don't see her as that level of a um, politician. I don't see her as that level of a thinker either. Again, I look at Thomas Sewell. I look at uh, Ben Carson. I look at uh, Walter Williams. I look yeah, at Walter Williams, another great one. Yeah. You know, there, there, are, there are many that I would point to before I would point to a couple of those guys. But I, I'm not, and I'm now I'm splitting hairs. I'm just splitting hairs because I love them all. Yeah, but they're also young. Candace Owens is still young, you know, and, and she's growing into her gravitas. And, you know, with age comes seasoning. And with seasoning, that's it. That to me equals knowledge. And, you know, she could be at some point a Thomas Sowell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Know. That's true. With age and and doing things and whatnot, um, but uh, but Leo Terrell just fascinates me because of where he came from and, and where he is. It's it's an interesting journey, and and he believes it. I, at first, I thought he was just grifting and figured out a way to make some money, mm -hmm. but no, man, he is he has totally left, as he says, left the plantation, yeah, of the Democratic Party, which is fun to watch. Actually. Yeah. Um. So, but if you don't think the right way in the U.S. military anymore, you're in danger of not only being uh, labeled a patriotic extremist, but you're actually in danger of having your command removed from you. The Which happened to this poor chap. Yeah, the recent um, commander of the Space, Fort, Space Force, Lieutenant Colonel um, uh, Matthew Lohmeyer, was on a podcast dis discussing his new book called Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goal of Conquest and the Unmaking of the American Military. And he talks about things that he says he's seen in the military, which are fundamentally incompatible and competing narratives of what America was, is, and should should be. And when he was asked what he meant by those comments, uh, Lohmeyer went on to say that the New York Times 1619 Project, which is a historical look at how slavery shaped the country's institution, which, by the way, is complete horseshit. Uh, this this yep. this commander goes on and says it was it's completely anti-American and it teaches intensive teachings that he's actually heard within the military um, that at the time the country ratified the U.S. Constitution, it codified white supremacy as the law of the land. And he said, if you want to disagree with that, then you start being labeled all sorts of things, including a racist in the military. And he was he was removed from his command for those comments. A Defense Department yeah. official said that the Defense Department has removed him due to a loss of trust and confidence in his ability to leave. And they actually lead and they actually went on saying that um, the space operations commander was relieved uh, of the command of the 11th Space Warning Squadron due to loss of trust and confidence. The decision was based on public comments made by Lieutenant Colonel Lohmeyer in a recent podcast, which is what I just read you. And I, I don't need to read any more of that statement, but they even admit that's why they, they removed him. Yeah, I, the real reason that they got rid of him is because, number one, he was kind of handpicked during the Trump 
air and Trump sent him a, uh, a, uh, holiday card for one of the latest holidays. And that's where they got rid of him. They had to purge everything Trump and he's got to go. Now, did you hear that his self-published book is climbing on Amazon's book? And it was, <laughs> it was 47 this morning. Uh, last I looked, it was in the thirties. So people are buying his book to see what he's talking about. And I think everybody that's listening should go find his book and buy it. What was his, did, well, is it, you is know his what? book in the article? Um, I did. I read it in the beginning of that article. Um, it's called, and I'm going to put it on our recommended reading list, even though we haven't read it yet, but it's called, uh, where is it here? Uh, Ir Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goal of Conquest and the Unmaking of the American Military. Yeah, everybody should, uh, everybody should go buy that book. Go buy that book. Let's make it number one on Amazon. This is the only way. Okay, so the, for, the, for those of you out there, who who can't fight back like you know vocally like JV and I are doing like putting yourself out there uh, because of where you're at. This is one way that you can fight back. Buy this dude's book, whether you read it or not. Buy his book because the politically woke correct Pentagon just sacked a guy because he's just asking questions, questions of stuff that he sees that is not making sense, and that's what America was founded on. We we're allowed to ask these questions. And we are allowed to address our government in a peaceful way, which he did, and ask what is going on. And they sacked him for it. I personally think it was because he's a Trump-era guy, and Trump really liked him, and they had to get rid of him because you can't have anything Trump anymore. And that's what happened. So the only way we can fight back, or one way that we can fight back, especially those that can't do it publicly, buy this dude's book. And if you're afraid to use your own credit card, go get a gift card. That's your, that's your job. Your job, your way you're going to fight back is you take the time to go get a gift card so that you can buy the book under the John Smith name on the gift card and have it delivered to, you know, an Amazon box at the local 7-Eleven instead of to your house if you're that worried. But this is a way you can fight back. Little things like this help. Uh, the other things that you can do is, uh, you know, volunteer to, to make calls on the, at the phone bank for your local conservative uh, party person that's running, uh, politician that's running. We have to fight back every way we can. JV and I are being very vocal about it. And, you know, quite honestly, that, that, could, that could put us in physical harm. Because if Antifa figures out where we're at, if we were to ever get big enough on this podcast, um, they'll come after us and trash us, trash our house, trash our stuff, maybe even attack us. Who knows? But everybody has to find their way to fight back. Otherwise, we're going to lose this country. Gotta fight back. Nice vamp. I um I just put that book on our recommended reading page. So if you go to independencegang.com, go to the menu, you'll see recommended reading. That book is now on there uh for people to find easily. So there you go. And we need we need to get your list, Britt, so I can put those on there too, because this this would be a nice feature yeah, for folks. When I'm, when I'm laying in bed after this, I will uh I will send you a text with the names. Thank God that's what you said you were gonna send me a text about. Um um, I mean, I can send you photos, no, but you're no, not going to like No, them. I don't want any. Oh, no photos necessary. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a Hunter Biden photo. <laughs> let me ask you, how many... How do I want to ask this question? If you, had, if you had to guess, and I'm not saying a number, but like, you know, a few, a lot, a, a ton, uh, how many fraudulent or misrepresented ballots or votes were there in the last election for the currently sitting president again just in a general sense i would think i would think between four and five million i know i said i just want a general sense i don't want a number a lot 
You say a lot. What do you mean? A lot. A lot. Yeah, I would say a lot. A lot. Okay. I would say. Have I would you, say enough to change the outcome. Have you heard any media reports about specific cases of any of that? Yes. A lot. Yeah, there are people that uh, I've heard several, uh, 15, 20 separate reports of people being arrested for some some form of malfeasance. Malfeasance? There's been malfeasance of, you know, uh, voting twice, okay. four or five times. You're killing you know, me here. You're ballot. killing me here. I should have I should have sent you the script ahead of time. Um, yeah, you, probably. You uh, have you heard any of this in the mainstream media? No. OK, that's my point. You haven't yeah. heard any of it. Yeah, no, no, you haven't. You have to find. You have to hear it in conservative media. Well, the mainstream media is is reporting this, and this is from thehill.com. A man suspected in a wife's disappearance is accused of casting her ballot for Trump. <laughs> this is an incredible story. A Colorado man who was arrested last week in connection with his wife's disappearance told investigators told investigators actually that he cast a mail-in ballot for uh, former President Trump in his wife's name in the uh, last fall because he believed that voter fraud was widespread. They're reporting this and yeah. trying to make this sound like is where the quote-unquote voter fraud is in the election. Yep. Um, ABC News reports that he is now also charged with forgery in addition to his wife's disappearance because he oh cast this ballot. Top elections, and, and this, this is funny too because the article goes on to say, top elections and national security officials have stressed there is no evidence of fraud on a scale that would have significantly affected the 2020 election results. So that's from The Hill. Yeah, yeah, no, they they definitely go after all that. Anything, anything they can point to the to the red hats about, and then Antifa can slaughter people, and they're gonna let them go. So, I mean, the people that don't look at the media with a with a with a slanted look, with a you know, the people that think the media is being truthful with us, the mainstream media, the corporate media, they are either really dumb, uh, uninformed. Or they, they know, but it's their tribe that the media is fighting for, so they're fine with it. What's going on with our good friend, Don Lamont? You know you know that Don Lamont, that cuddle muffin Don Lamont? What's going on with him? <laughs> cuddle muffin. <laughs> well, I mean, he did say that he wasn't, there was no more his show, right? But Yeah, that's, he's, he's his show is else, ending. Or? His show is ending. It's, it, the, the report that I saw said he wasn't leaving CNN. But the truth is, he's not getting any viewers. Nobody's watching his idi uh, his Cuddle Muffin show. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, if I remember correctly, the last go-around on his ratings was uh, under 100 grand. Or something crazy like that. Something really low. Is that on a per show basis or a weekly basis? How does that work? Yeah, per show. Yeah, I, I mean that's nothing show. though. That's nothing. Know, that's like that's minuscule. That's you know. Yeah, for, I think for a national yeah. cable channel, that is th those are anemic numbers. Yeah, insane. But you know, yeah, you know he he was he was raised a rich he was raised in a rich family. He's been always been a silver spoon kid, um, and now he hangs out in white circles. His husband is white. Um, our boyfriend. I don't know if they got married or not, but uh, he is definitely uh, a silver spoon, privileged, spoiled uh, white nationalist, and he deserves to lose his show. 
he, he's horrible. He, he's the, he's one of the worst cuddle muffins I've ever seen. Um, I do want to point out yeah. that Jr. is still sticking with this story he's got about this this thing. He's saying he's saying it's also not what you see that often tells a story; it's what you don't see. So I'm curious as whether he's talking about his, the picture on his in the background there, or he's talking about something that we were we were talking about. I'm not sure which, but either way, Jr. Man, you're digging the hole deeper for yourself. I have to say that. Yeah, he does. He 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 does kind of have a wincing smile, so it makes me wonder what's going on <laughs> that we can't see. <laughs> Uh, you remember the name uh, Nira Tandon? No. Nira Tandon was Joe Biden's uh, pick for off. Uh, what was it? Office of Budget and oh. Management Advisor, Budget yes. Advisor. Yes, I do remember this. I, let me this turn, let me turn these, these things off here so we can see it. Um, and she was she was considered to be the most radical uh, nominee that Biden had for any of his key positions. And she is and was radical, and she uh, had a, a series of thousands of tweets that uh, underscored her uh, radical positions, which, by the way, she deleted all of them before her confirmation hearings. Well, she ended up not being confirmed by the Senate. Uh, and the reason she didn't get confirmed by the Senate is not only did all the Republicans oppose her, but uh, I think it was Joe Manchin as a Democrat opposed her because she's just too damn radical. Well, that doesn't matter. In Washington, nope, not anymore. that does not matter because this same woman, Neera Mandan, has been appointed as a senior advisor to the White House. They wanted her as part of this administration. She's a radical like so many of them are, and she has now been de defeated as uh, her nomination was defeated in the Senate, but she's now been appointed as an advisor to uh, to Joe Biden specifically. It's just crazy how these people... You know they'll get they'll get them in there one way or another. They're they're, they're in there one way or another. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. I mean, uh, yeah. The, again, the Democrats play for keeps. The Republicans pussyfoot around. The Republicans need to fight like the Democrats do. Um, unfortunately for us, Trump coming into office as a businessman and never being in politics, he truly did not understand what he was up against. Right. And then by the time he got his sea legs, it was too late. Um. Because this is how he needed to do things. I mean, when Joe Biden came in, they went through and eviscerated anybody that was from the Trump administration. Every politically appointed position fired. Every employee that was hired that they can get rid of, they got rid of. And that's what Trump should have done to the Obama people. But he was he was coming in wanting to, you know, hey, let's get along. Let's make this happen. Let's make the country great again. Kumbaya, rah, rah, rah. And the Democrats cut his Achilles' kneel his Achilles heel and then stuck him in the throat as he was on his way down and they were playing for keeps. And he was like, Whoa, this, what the Biden administration is doing by forcing in who they want. Um, this is what the Republicans need to do. This is how they need to fight. We know what we want. We got to go after it. But again, when the Republicans get into power, they've, they vote for people like Paul Ryan. Well, what they do, even more egregiously than that, is they just fight amongst themselves. Donald Trump had yeah. the Senate and the House as president for the first two years of his presidency, and all they did was fight it amongst themselves. One of the key promises that Trump made to the voters was that he was going to uh, repeal Obamacare. He tried, but he could not get the Republicans that controlled the House and the Senate to do it. They just didn't do it. Well, but if you don't, if you remember correctly on that, JV, they had the reports to re to repeal it all. That's why they called the vote. They had the votes to repeal it all. That's why they called the vote. And John 
who I don't give a fuck about if he's dead and a war hero or not. Piece of shit, McCain. That's right. Waited to the very last day. He was the You're very right. last one at two a.m. That's right. And he walked up and he walked up and went no. And then he was overheard by multiple people turning around to somebody and said, "Let's see him make let's see him make healthcare great now or something like that." A slam on Donald Trump. Yep. So, so that piece of shit McCain screwed American citizens because he had a tiff with Trump. Yep. Because he didn't want to give Trump a victory. Yep. No. I hope that motherfucker's yep. rotten in hell for all the. Little kids okay. he blew up with okay. his endless Okey wars. Okie dokie. Uh, yep. Oh, <laughs> oh, um, I, I don't have a lot of respect for, for, for John Kane, but I'm not going to go quite to the length that you have. But I'd forgotten about that, and you reminded me of, of that fact. And boy, man, I tell you. What a what a missed opportunity yeah. those two years were because of that crap. You know, you 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 basically yeah. had the embodiment of a Liz Cheney in in uh, John McCain back then, and Liz Cheney's off the rails right now too. I mean, what the hell is her? What what? Why is she trying to fight this battle? There's no there's no good that can come from the battle that she's fighting. If she truly oh, is a Republican, dude, dude, she is setting up her talking head position at CNN or MSNBC making millions of dollars a year. That's a good point. By being by being the the panelist, the good panelist Republican, the good Republican yep. panelist yep. that will that will 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 give them what they want. We'll get, uh, we'll show, I mean, yeah, say the things that that they want a Republican to be saying, yep. Right. So that's what it's all about. It's 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 her grift. She knows she's not getting reelected, so you know what? She she took her swing. She got counterpunched. Now she's moving on to the next. So talk the way she's talking. She's going to lose her election and go work for CNN or MSNBC if they're still around. Right. I mean, I don't know if CNN is hemorrhaging money so bad. They yeah. may not be around. I don't think CNN survives it. I, I just, you know, I bet you someone like Bezos buys it. Something like that's going to happen. But that's that's the only way it, it survives. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then what does he do with that? I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, it still has no ratings. Just like, you know, I don't know. I just, I am not a, I, I just, the shit that went down those first two, two years when so much greatness could have happened. Oh, boy. Um, Brit's, Brit's about to, yeah. I get the hiccups. <laughs> I drank too much, something or other. Damn. You're like a, you're like a, what, do you, what would you call it? A, a, not an oral, oral, uh, um, oh, fuck. English, please. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to come up with the words. Um, sounds like, well, sounds like, I was going to say, syllables. Or, or, Olaf-tory factory. It's that's not the word. It's the word that means you just you're 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 uh, uh, offensive mouth. on the senses. Oh, uh, oh, I'm offensive Ol on the senses. Olfatory. Huh? What's the word? Damn it! Oh man, I'm having a I'm having uh, a I'm sure having a I'm sure Doug Scooter will come up with it. Chat. I, no, I was I was see that's the thing. I wasn't going to use the word because I'm not saying you're offensive on the offensive on the senses, but you're having a whole bunch of bodily functions in front this of us going down in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the show. On display. Welcome to the uh, show. I'm 50 years old. I'm falling apart. Let me tell you. Ola factory. Ola factory. What, what is the word I'm looking for? Somebody in chat help me out. You know what I'm talking Ola, about. Uh, Dennis, uh, uh, Denise just pulled it up. Or is that Dennis? I, it's all blurry it's to me. It's Denise. Denise, thank you. Put on your other Ola glasses. Ola factory. Yeah. Ola factory. Is that right? Ola factory. Yeah. See, that's yeah. the word I was looking for. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm done with the I'm done with the soft pedaling, soft handed uh, 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 Republicans. I am I am all about the Marjorie Taylor Greene types, the 
the uh, 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 God, who's the other guy? Jordan, Jordan. Um, I mean, I wish we had a bunch of them in there to just. I'll tell you, people in the throat. I'll tell you, right. b- both of those, like, I, you know, I like, I like listening, listening to, uh, to Jordan. Um, that was his first name. Anyway, um, Rep. Jordan Jim, from Ohio. Jim Jordan. I love listening to him. I like uh, Marjorie Taylor, but neither of them are, they're soldiers. They're not leaders. Neither of them. No, no, exactly. But we need a bunch of them. And, and if you really, if you really want to look at it, Marjorie Taylor Greene is not even at the level articulate wise as Jordan. Jordan's right. really good. But, but, but Marjorie I think Taylor Greene okay. is okay. I think he t- plays it safe in his comments. I think he's, I mean, he says the right things. Don't get me wrong. I like what he says, but it's really safe stuff. And it's, 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 you know, again, we talk about the, the Thomas Sowell versus the Leo Terrell yeah. stuff, you know, difference. It's kind of the same yeah. thing. He's not very deep in his comments. Again, thank God for him. I'm not, you know, this is the, I'm, I'm yeah. arguing minor points here, but, uh, you know, he's not quite, he's not quite the savior of the Republican party because he's not a leader. No, 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 not even, but, but he's definitely a, a soldier in that, in that, in that army to save yeah. the party type of thing. But Marjorie Taylor Greene is the one you send to kick the door in. I mean, she is that aggressive. The way she's going after uh, AOC right now. I love and it. The AOC is oh, I'm so scared. I feel so ag- yeah. violated. Uh, oh, geez. Get out of Congress if yeah, you can't and, handle it. Jesus. Yeah, and now that Nancy Pelosi is coming to AOC's aid, just shows you that it's effective. That somewhere in the numbers, somewhere, it's it's effective what Green's doing. And that's what we need. We need that get in their face, chase. Like like freaking uh, uh, Maxine Waters said, if you see them at a gas station, if you see them in a restaurant, create a crowd, get in their face, let them know they're not wanted. And that is exactly how we have to fight back. We have to be aggressive in uh, our, our idea, pushing our ideas forward. And we need more people like that in Congress. And that's who I'm looking for to support. Yeah. I mean, I send I send Marjorie Taylor Greene five dollars a month. You'll never get that candidate in your district, sadly. Mm, no, probably not. I won't either. But I will I look around either. the country. I won't and, either. You know, but you know, if it gets bad enough and shit starts burning to the ground, I mean, at some point, people got to wake up, right? Or do we just? I mean, but but that's what that's what worries me because if you study Venezuela, people woke up too late. They woke up too late, and then they couldn't turn the ship around. Well, that's so. why we're doing this program. That's why we're talking about it every day. That's why other people are doing similar things. And hopefully the American spirit will uh, awaken. That's what we have to hope for. Jesus. We've been talking for uh, 100 minutes. Yeah, yeah, hour and 40 minutes. I know. <laughs> I know. And we, had a peak, we had a peak of like 35 uh, folks with us, and we're, we've, we've lost a bunch of them, but. Um, probably because I scared him off with my rants. It could be. Or that, you know, but that crazy train uh, uh, button is pretty loud. So, you know, maybe you scared him off. Not uh, me. I don't think I did it. You know, you know, it's getting so crazy right now that uh, that uh, cats are starting to do sit-ups and get in shape for the coming battle. What the hell is this? <laughs> what the hell is this? This is a... Look, the, the cat is getting ready for the battles that's coming because, you know, in New York City, there's so few people now that the rats are starving and they're starting to come out of the in the middle of the day and they're attacking birds and cats trying to eat them. So this cat is, you know, he's getting ready. Can I can um, he's also maybe this is obvious to cat owners. Are you a cat owner? I know you build a lot of catios, but are you a cat owner? Yes, you are. We have a cat. This is this is um, maybe obvious to cat owners, but that cat is licking itself. That's why it's doing that. No, he's not. Oh, he's doing sit-ups. 
Okay. He is strengthening his core so that when he has to when he has to do the battle and he has to jump from the tree and land on top or of like, the rat. Like, well, like the one cat we saw jump from the five-story building that was on fire. Did you see that video? Yeah, and live. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty well, crazy. Yeah that was, that was, yeah, that cat was owned by Jimmy Superfly Snooka. Yeah. So that's where the cat learned that move from, from the top ropes. You have no idea who Jimmy Superfly Snooka is, do you? It's a wrestler. Yeah, a wrestler from WWE. He used to jump from the top ropes. Anyway, I just I saw that video and it just made me laugh. That the cat's funny. doing sit-ups. And that's what it looks like. But I think he's just getting ready for the battle that's coming. He's, uh, he's seen the writing on the wall. Good cat videos. I've watched a lot of cat videos. Yeah, I know. Shut up. Don't give me that look. Oh man, you, uh, it doesn't All surprise right. me you watch a lot of cat videos. It really doesn't. So yeah. this week we've got some new people joining us, right? Didn't you get some new folks for us that are going to be guest panelists during the course oh, yeah, of the week? Oh yeah, well yeah. Well, I mean, we have uh, 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 Carlin's coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, she'll be on Monday, and then um, I got a lady, uh, Kimberly, for Wednesday. She is from New Hampshire. She writes for a is newspaper it, up there. Wait, isn't Carlin from New Hampshire too? Uh, she's from that neck of the woods. That's, yeah, I think uh, so. I'm actually going to pull it up. Pretty sure. I'm going to pull it up right now. Um, where is Kimberly? So Kimberly is an editor writer for the New Hampshire Political Buzz. Um, but uh, but I, I I see what she writes on Twitter, and I like her post. So I reached out to her and said, hey, would you like to be a guest on her show? Totally expected to be told no. Right. I mean, she has a real job in media and whatnot. <laughs> and she's like. So I sent her a link of our stuff, and she goes, yeah, you guys look like fun. I'll come on. Oh, that's so, good. I was going to say, has she um, seen what we do before she agreed? <laughs> I, you know what? I always send a link to the latest show yeah. so they can see what we do. Right. Because that's what I don't I don't want to blindside somebody. But uh, but she's a, a huge 2A supporter. Um, you know, she's a, a, she's nationally syndicated. Um, uh, or she's a, she's a regular, a weekly guest on a nationally syndicated uh, show. So, I mean, but she has connections into the political world on that side of the world that, you know, could be fun. She might have a interesting yeah. little, uh, little, uh, take on things. And then we have Malcolm flex coming back on Friday. Oh, cool. Um, he was a troponer for his daughter. We'll play a cameo again, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that so dude funny. trips me out because I mean, he is, he is, I mean, he was a, a, a pretty, uh, I mean, obviously not enough to go pro. I think he got injured is what happened, but we should probably ask him that. But, uh, I mean, he is a six foot five yoked out D one uh, athlete and, uh, went to college and, you know, you, you normally you think of athlete of athletes being, you know, dumb, just dumb jocks. And they got their college, their, their college ride for sports, but that dude's a scientist and doing like seriously crazy research. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. The university in Louisiana, uh, laboratories doing working on crazy stuff. Um, so he's a smart dude. I, I love uh, I love reading his post because he's also really sassy like me, and it's just funny watching him because <laughs> he doesn't buy into the critical race theory at all and any of that. So it's funny to watch him just eviscerate the white, guilty liberal left soy boys, and then they don't know what to say. They always they always result to well, you're a white racist too. Oh, it's so which is always interesting. And I'm working on a few other people uh, from the Twitter world and the parlor world and the, you know, telegraph world. That, yeah, it's good. Uh, I mean, it's good. Like the intention when we started this, obviously, was to get as many different viewpoints as possible 
not necessarily different viewpoints because we all seem to agree on stuff, but certainly different perspectives on the same viewpoints. And, uh, you know, you are heavily involved in, in the Twitter uh, commentary. I'm, I'm not so much. In fact, I barely know how to use Twitter, but um, so you, you, you see a lot of those, a lot of those folks, which is great. Yeah. And I, and I, and I also, and it's, it's not about talent. It's about what they post. There's actually, I'm actually a, uh, one dude that we're going to have on as soon as uh, he gets back from the oil fields. Uh, I mean, he's just a regular dude, like uh, like the banana, you know, just a dude out working in the oil fields. And like uh, the banana. <laughs> now you got to like explain that because most, I mean, I suppose <laughs> many of the people in our listening right now know who the banana is, but the banana isn't uh, part of this program. The banana isn't part of my paranormal program. The banana is part of the third program <laughs> that we yes. often do here. <laughs> Yeah, so you got to explain who the banana is if you're gonna if you're gonna yeah. invoke his name. Yeah, just one of our. I, I I like to I like people to go the banana. Who's the banana? Banana. <laughs> let the, the banana's mystique, you know, ripple through chat. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the uh, the uh, political world of the banana. Watch out for the banana. You know, because we sent the banana down to Florida to look for pineapples once. That's right. And uh, he didn't really. And then he disappeared. Really then he disappeared. I'm wondering if he's like chained to a radiator somewhere in, you know, some. Oh, my God. Some what, senior, what senior, senior housing residential villages type place. Some lady got him and chained him up to a radiator. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or, or put him in the gimp box underneath the bed. Honestly, I think what happened was his girlfriend listened to the show and said, "Oh, you're not talking. No, 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 no. you stay away." Yeah, and by the way, the, since Britt, Britt doesn't seem to want to tell you the story, we do another show called Booze, <laughs> Brews, and Bros on occasion, and the banana was one of our regular callers for some time. We tried to put him up to some uh, uh, um, investigative reporting for us, uh, and he yeah. mysteriously disappeared in process. So, yeah, I think he got in trouble with the girlfriend. So. Anyway, but but oilfield uh, oilfield rando is uh, the guy's username. But uh, he posts some salty stuff too. But you know he works in the oil fields and in the energy sector. He knows a lot about it. So it, I just think it's be an interesting perspective to have someone on like that from the. So that's what I'm kind of looking for people in just different fields that could bring just a different perspective to the daily stuff that's going on that we could ask some more in depth questions about from time to time. Um, and I'm also entertaining the thought, you know, maybe we we bring some of these people on the this, like this longer format we got going on right now, kind of like what we did last night. Bring yeah. one of them on, just have a doing a little you know, Joe thing. Rogan style conversation with them about life and what they see and going on in their particular field. And I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, this stuff's evolving, and and, and and for folks that have been watching the show for a while, the Monday, Wednesday, Friday show, we have a real format that we stick to. It's very much like the Fox News program, The Five, but there's four of us. We have uh, you know some prepared material. We talk about stuff in the news, and we all comment on it. The Sunday night, the occasional Saturday night, the Tuesday night show that Britt and I are talking about launching here, um, and the the Thursday night show, which is going to remain the paranormal show, um, they are very different than than those more uh, prepared programs. Well, just than the more prepared versions of the show that we do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, which has a real strict format to them. I'm kind of I'm excited for the Tuesday night show on you know, pop culture and kind of just the the looser format. Yeah, like we do. Yeah, yeah, here. we're gonna do I'm a lot of for that. a lot of what we did last night. Uh, and like you said, maybe bring some guests in to talk about stuff. But talk about anything. We'll, we we may touch on politics. We may touch on paranormal. We may touch on movies or TV or music or yeah. We're gonna anything. We're gonna talk about Brad Pitt's junk. Well, you can talk about Brad. Do that like one when, when on a day where like when I'm sick and I can't. I have to call in and say, hey, uh, can you get a sub for me tonight, please? 
<laughs> yeah, that's a running joke. Anyway, it is but a that's on a joke? different channel. That's not that is well. Um, so uh, some of the people I listen to in the, on a different podcast, uh, they worked in the uh, the sleeves world of uh, of uh, online rags like TMZ and Vice and you know Front Page and whatnot. And uh, you know there were people that were making forty five, fifty thousand dollars a year just writing about. Brad Pitt's junk, basically oh. celebrity gossip. Stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. That was the running joke. Gotcha. It made him a lot of money, but uh, but it's a different channel. So people, it's not going to be on this channel. You need to subscribe to Beyond Reality Events channel if you're not subscribed to that one already. You should probably put that link in chat for some people, or maybe in the description. All right. So you got to help me out. Uh, I'm I'm reading okay. this. Is this our Jr. Did he actually change his picture because we ribbed him too much on it? And then what's oh. he saying here? Um, he's saying, uh, I hope JD is happy. Every upload has been politically insensitive and my Google ban will no doubt start tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so, so he uploaded to a, to a Mad Max. Yeah. The original Mel Gibson Mad Max. Yeah. Which uh, always stressed me up. Everybody thinks it was about gasoline. It was not. That was water in that tanker. Mm. And that's what it'll boil down to. All yeah. about water. That's right. That's right. But... Um, but you know, if there's a story about Brad Pitt's junk, we will talk about it if it's relevant. If it's relevant, we will. We will, and that that's what we're going to be doing that on Tuesday nights. Um, it should be fun. This Tuesday, however, the day after tomorrow, we're doing a uh, we're, we're doing a kind of a version of the Independence Gang on my Paranormal show. It's going to be called the Paranormal Gang. It's actually beyond reality, but we're going to have four of us on there and we're going to have a round table of uh, paranormal discussion based on the experiences of a guest that we've got coming on who has had some really interesting paranormal encounters. And uh, so we'll hear his story and we'll comment. We'll ask questions as a group and uh, we'll have a little fun with that on Tuesday night. Yeah. Beyond reality events. Uh, what What is the, uh, we should really put the URL. Yeah. It's not events. It's <laughs> in chat. Yeah, I don't know why I said events because I maybe I said it too long in my life. Yeah, horrible, horrible days. I'm looking for it now, and I am not finding it. You didn't get banned already, did you? Not on that channel. Just the thought of putting me on your show. I don't think so. We can have it. We can have it for tomorrow night's program. Yeah. Wait, what's tomorrow night? Tomorrow night is Monday night. That would be the regular Independence Gang show. Oh, that's right. Duh. Wow. See, I just forget stuff all the time. <laughs> I can't see straight. I just, I just forget stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely, honestly worried about it. That I, my short term, my short term memory is shot. And I don't know if it's because I got so much going on that I'm trying to keep track of, or, or, yeah. or I'm just getting old, and. uh yeah, it's all of the above. It's all of the above. Okay, yeah. so um, the question here with Tuesday Skinwalker Randall, you can DVR Skinwalker Ranch because it'll, you know, uh, it'll be there and we'll have our fun here. Yeah. Hey, also, I noticed that, you know, there's like 26 people in chat. We only have 18 likes. You know, can can you guys like jam that like button for us? That would be amazing. That, believe it or not, that actually helps yeah. get our show circulated. Yep. And then subs. We really need subs. Um, that helps a lot too. Oh, and we gained one. We have 191 now. Oh, nice. Hey, Thank we you. got a, we got one, we got a thumbs down. Yeah. We've been getting one or so a show. Whoever's doing that. Is that one of your people or one of my people? I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. But when you talk about this kind of stuff, you're bound to get that. Yeah, I know. Totally. 
Actually, I wish we had more. Just, you know, love me, hate me. Just don't misspell my name. Yep, exactly. All right, well, I'm out of things to say. I think you are too, so why don't we... Uh, yeah. let What? Yeah? I said, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to do with I'm that. Done. So Okay, you are done. All right. Um, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. All right. Well, hey, thanks to everybody for being here on a Sunday night. We appreciate that. I hope everybody's getting some of this nicer weather. We had a gorgeous day in Cooperstown, New York today. It's really fantastic, actually. We had a cold, drizzly day today in Southern California. Did you? Well, that's we did. quite unusual where you have that mm -hmm. and I'm having this. It's usually the other way around. Yeah. Nine, nine out of true. ten days. But so anyway, spring's here. But we still spring's here. We're told we don't but have we still to wear have masks. <laughs> Oh my God, I have not been wearing masks. I mean, I literally, uh uh, uh uh. Oh, yeah, yeah. president said I don't. Yep. Yeah. Nope. 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 Over it. I'm vaccinated. Get the hell away from me. Don't let. I told someone yesterday, I think it was, or was it today? It could have been today, but they kind of, uh, where's your mask at, sir? And I said, uh, I don't subscribe to your mental disorder. <laughs> we kept on walking. Nice. <laughs> nice. Kept on walking. Nice. Nice. If you, if you don't stop and engage them, they can't. They'll, That's right. They, they just they, they give up. Just, just right. keep on walking. That's right. All right. Um, All right. Again, I thanks to everybody for being here. You guys are terrific. Uh, the, the heavy breathing is is making me out, uh, getting me out. Well, I'm not going to say that. I'm oh, not even going to not even going to wow. say that. <laughs> wow. I, I didn't mean to go there. And as I it was, the words were coming out of my mouth. I realized where that I was headed. And I'm like, whoa, time to stop this in its tracks. <laughs> Yikes. Yes, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody. Love you all, and we'll see you next time. See you tomorrow.